Isaiah Copan. It's July 22, 2022, and this is Lift and Learn episode 93. In this episode, I'll talk about three topics actually, since I've missed a few weeks of podcasting because my life has been super busy. Plus, I had COVID this past week. You might be able to tell in my voice, but I'm back to regularly scheduled episodes now. In the first topic, I'll talk about someone messaged me actually asking what they should do in their current situation. It's a male who weighs around 220 pounds, eating only 1800 calories. He just wanted to know if he should go into a further calorie deficit to lose weight. So I'll talk about that one first. In the second topic, I'll I'll talk about how much protein you should be eating on a daily basis. I've probably covered this one a few times, but it's always good to get a little refresher. And the last topic is about how to eat out at restaurants or getting takeout and managing to still stay on top of your own health or fitness goals. Before that though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately, and that might include fitness related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon. And you can also check out my website, isaiahcopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram, at Lift and Learn Podcast, on Twitter, at Lift and Learn Pod, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. Something everyone needs to hear is this right here. Mistakes are going to happen. Mistakes are okay and only natural. Don't be afraid to make them because you actually learn from them. If you're constantly winning, you'll think or you believe that there's actually nothing to improve. You get lazy this way, actually. Us humans, we need adversity to deal with. Making mistakes are why we have things like technology that improves over time. There's always a way to make something better. I've mentioned before that as a young trainer, I'd have my clients do exercises that were just unnecessary and doing programs that were just too intense. Again, mistakes happen. I'm sure you've done them too when you're at a new job. It happens. It takes years for you to actually figure out how to do your job efficiently and do it to the best of your ability, regardless of what field you're in. Even doctors mess up at first. That's why they have such a long and rigorous testing and schooling to weed out most of those errors. You learn from experiences like this where there's a bit of failure. But in the end, this is what I found. Those moments where you fail, you know what to do for next time because that old approach won't work and you'll have to find a new way to do whatever it is. Even with my own training, my own lifting career, it was the same way. I was overtraining on most days of the week, ignoring the symptoms, pushing through whatever was in my way, going to failure every set, and you can definitely still make progress that way, you can still build muscle, burn fat that way, but it's just not the most efficient way because that's kind of a two steps forward, one uh, one step back kind of training. Relating this to health and fitness, or gym specific, mistakes are going to happen. Very rarely are you going to find a client or you yourself. You're not just going to do an exercise one time and have it perfected right away. 
Even those people at the top level are still looking at ways to refine their technique, squats or cleans or deadlifts, because that's a big part of strength and improving over time. It's not just about getting your muscles bigger in order to lift more weight. It comes down to how well you actually perform the movement. So the skill and technique with which you do the exercise, that's what's going to make a difference. So at the end of the day, it's not win or lose. It's actually win or learn. Keep that in mind. Although I don't remember exactly where I first heard that quote, but I was reminded of that quote when I was, scro- uh, when I was scrolling through Instagram the other day. Speaking of Instagram, what is it with these crazy ads I see there sometimes? I don't know if you guys have seen this one. It's some older guy, maybe late 50s or early 60s, and he looks good for his age. He's like showering in shorts outside, and he's walking up to the camera saying things like, Oh, I don't need to use soap because I eat healthy, and that releases all of the toxins in my body. Give me a break. That's ridiculous. I'm sure this guy still smells. There's way more factors involved, and it's just more than just exercising and eating healthy. Some of these people must be crazy, or maybe they just got used to their own smell at this point. Like, we have to ask these guys' wives what they think about him stinking up the house with his natural B.O., and what his breath smells like after having some garlic. He even said later that he doesn't even need to use toothpaste, because all you need is water and a toothbrush, and that'll do the job. Honestly, there is some truth to that, I think. Like, brushing without toothpaste will do the job almost just as good, maybe like 80 to 90% good without toothpaste. But still, you need that flavoring in there, whatever it is, to at least make your breath smell good temporarily. Better than nothing. We can smell your breath from here, bud. I can only imagine what his breath smells like after a meal. Man, just nasty thinking about it. I've seen that ad maybe three times now. Like this guy really paid to try to get to, uh, try to get me to fall for his trap or whatever he was selling. Don't get it twisted though. All the stuff he was saying, it was great. He eats a well-balanced diet, exercises often, and does the major things when it comes to staying in shape and being healthy. He's going to be able to live independently for a much longer time frame. But him promoting that he doesn't need soap because he does all of these basics that most people won't do just because, I mean, it just doesn't have any merit to it. It doesn't make you immune to smelling like shit in public. I should probably tell that to some people at my local gym. (laughs) Geez, some people don't even try before they get in there. And I'm sure I've smelled on occasion also, since there are days where I train people outside for an hour, and then I end up having to be in the gym after that. At least I have some sort of an excuse. Anyways, okay, so my training has been going well lately. I mean, before this latest COVID issue here. But I'll talk about last week's session, actually. I only went to the gym for a workout on the Monday, my only session of the week. And I really just played around and tested some of my limits. I didn't work up to a true one rep max, but I just wanted to feel some heavier weight than usual since I only had one workout to do anyway for that week. It didn't really matter too much about what I did since I was going to have a week of uh, of recovery. Those are the days where you can just work out as hard as you want without getting injured, of course. I started off with bench press. I wrote down that I would do 280 pounds for two reps, I remember. I did 280 for one. It felt super easy. 
then I just kept on adding five pounds to the bar. So I did 285 for a single, 290, 295 for one, and then I stopped at my top set of 300 pounds for one rep. No spot or anything. I feel pretty confident with all of those lifts. And those are the heaviest bench, ses uh, bench sessions I've had since I dislocated my shoulder last year. So that's a good sign since I didn't injure myself this time around. After that, I did some deadlifts. I've been playing around with around uh, 340 pounds lately. On this day, I just worked up to two sets of 365 pounds. So three plates and a 25 I did that for two sets for just one rep, nowhere near a one rep max, but again, weight I haven't pulled for years with this pandemic bullshit and my injury, which will be my last one, I promise. Squats, same thing. Barefoot squatting still, well, in socks, because I'm not going to be the one to expose their toes in a public gym, that would just be weird. There, I worked up to 275 only, 275 pounds for two reps. Again, moved pretty quickly, which is a good sign as I come up on the end of this current workout phase. But that workout turned out to be pretty good, actually, even though I only did about 15 reps in total of actual hard sets or difficult sets, since I did so many singles and doubles. After that, I had a week off from the gym, so I've spent the majority of the week just getting back to regular training. Nothing exciting there, really. Besides golfing, which I won't go into for this week... The other highlight of the week was playing softball. Finally played my first few games there, had a good debut to the season. I tested out my baseball shoes and for $50 they're going to get it done. Running around the bases felt so much better than using the Nike fly nets that I had before. I was sliding all over the place in those. I played pretty good actually. My average for the season is literally one right now. Perfect so far. But I mean, it's softball. It's not too difficult to hit an underhand pitch that's being lobbed in. I even had a home run in the second game, which we lost. Not over the fence, though, but I crushed it, flew around the bases in my new cleats. I had this unfortunate hit to this third base woman, though. Man, I'm glad I didn't injure her. I hit this rocket of a line drive. It was a rocket. One bounce to her, and it looked like it hit her in the shin or the knee area. But when I had time, when play was called, I went over to her, said my sorries. She said, luckily, it hit her in the foot, so it wasn't hurting too bad. She played the rest of the two hours, so hopefully she's still doing okay now. Shout out to her. Question 1. What should my calorie intake be if my goal is weight loss? I'm currently at 1,800 calories and 225 pounds. Remember what I was talking about at the beginning of the episode about mistakes? This is one, if you asked me when I first started personal training, training clients, when I first started becoming a personal trainer, I would say, cut the calories a bit, move throughout the day a little bit more so that you can get into an even larger calorie deficit. Oh man, that's probably the stupidest thing to do because at that point you're robbing yourself of essential nutrients. And someone of this size, 225 pounds, should not be eating less than 1,800 calories to maintain their own weight. So cutting even further just becomes a bit dangerous and isn't even going to be sustainable in the long term anyway. So my advice to cut to the chase here, increase the amount of calories you're eating right now. I don't know how long this person has been in a deficit, but it sounds like it's been quite some time judging from the question. 
it's a much better long-term strategy to slowly increase the calorie intake right now while focusing on building muscle and building strength. You'll likely also see this sort of body composition change in your own body if you decide to resistance train or lift weights three times a week and increase the calories a bit to where you're at maintenance or in a slight surplus. Eating in this slight surplus could be a better strategy because you'll be able to gain muscle at a faster rate. So in terms of body composition, it's very likely that this sort of person who's been cutting for a long time, if this person now focuses strictly on gaining strength and muscle while eating in a slight surplus, you could see a situation here where you'd actually be building muscle and losing body fat at the same time. So even though the weight may not necessarily change on the scale, or even most cases the weight on the scale might actually go up, the way you're looking overall is just more sculpted and you just feel smaller because you've trimmed a bit of that body fat away and replaced it with muscle, which takes up a little less space in your body. This is going to lead to more long-term weight loss, which I'm assuming is this person's goal. It's going to be more attainable without hitting that wall. Eating 1,800 calories or even less for some people out there, eating only maybe 1,200 or 1,000 calories per day at the extreme end, that could mean a bit of quick weight loss, but in around two or three weeks when the weight stalls, that means adding more activity or cutting out even more food, reaching a more dangerous spot. Now this person specifically is over 220 pounds, eating only 1,800 calories. That's not a lot for someone this size, and it doesn't leave a lot of room to further decrease the calories. There's no long-term plan here. I've talked about this before, someone this size should not be eating only 1800 calories the good news is that you don't have to do this to yourself if you find yourself in a similar situation increase the amount of food you're eating if you feel like you're eating a pretty low amount for your relative size get yourself on a good workout program that'll help you build strength and muscle creep up into the 2000 and beyond calorie total That might mean increasing the calories 50 to 100 calories every week. That's it. Depending on how much weight you're gaining, because that's likely more of a natural way of eating for you instead of constantly restricting yourself from eating. It's a term called yo-yo dieting, where you lose weight for a few weeks because you're eating such low calories, then you fall off for some reason, then start eating whatever you want for a few weeks. Then you're back to cutting calories again, and you repeat, uh, you repeat sorry, that same process over and over again for years and years, wondering why it's not working. So allow yourself to gain muscle, to build up that metabolism. It makes it a lot easier in the long run to lose whatever weight you're trying to lose. And I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but if you're slightly overweight, it most likely won't just take a few months to have your dream body. It's a slow process. It could take one or two years or even longer, depending on how long your body has been this way, how much weight you have to lose, etc. It may take multiple years of bulking up, gaining muscle, then trimming the fat and seeing how you look at a certain weight. This person is 220 pounds, so let's say over the next few years we compare his first year at 220 pounds compared to his second and third year at the same weight, 220, it would look completely different. That's because if he's on the right track, even though his weight stays the same, his body composition is just going to be so much more pleasing to look at. He'll have a lower body fat percentage. He'll be leaner. 
That's because he got stronger, which very likely means the same person increased the amount of muscle mass they have. If someone stayed on this path of making the right food choices and exercising daily, and just overall making good choices in their life with good habits and all the different health pillars there are, those behavioral changes are the hardest ones to fix and correct, so pat yourself on the back every now and then, and don't be so hard on yourself whether you get to your goal weight or not. The scale does not tell the whole story. If this person focuses on strength for a few workout blocks or phases, the weight is going to come off because you're... I mean, you're going to be building muscle. You don't even need to think about losing weight specifically. It'll just happen. Looking good and leaning down is pretty much just you doing the proper amount of exercise and eating mostly a whole food diet. If you're doing those two things, you're guaranteed to lose weight with the way our society has been and the impact of highly processed foods on our bodies. That's what it does to us when they're abused. So if you're in a situation like this, build muscle, get stronger, that's going to boost your metabolism, and instead of having to run an extra 400 calories every single day, you let your body do all that on its own because your body has to feed that active muscle protein in your body, along with a bunch of other great things going on in your body. Question two, how much protein to have and what's ideal? This is probably a topic I've covered pretty often, but it's always fun talking about protein, right? It's an essential nutrient to have in your body. You need it to survive. Carbs may taste better. Who doesn't love Krispy Kreme or Cinnabon or chips? But they're actually not really necessary in your life. You can live without them. I know it's hard to say. Even though sometimes they might seem so hard to resist. And it's also good to enjoy a healthy amount of carbs daily. I'm not saying to go carb free at all. Carbs though, they're our main, our body's main source of fuel and energy. That's for daily living and exercise. So you might find that when you are low on carbs, you could be more fatigued, have poor mental function, a lack of endurance and stamina. But still, protein is more important in most cases. Carbs, though, are for energy, so they're good to have. Protein, however, does not provide energy, which is contrary to what most people believe, actually. Especially when they tell me they had a protein bar before a workout, like, it's really the sugar in there that's giving you the energy. It's not the protein itself. That's not its function. I believe protein does supply a little bit, a tiny bit of energy, but the carbohydrate is the, two, uh, is the true source of energy. Completely focusing on protein now, you should be able to, uh, you should be eating it, sorry, for a bunch of reasons. If you're lifting weights along with eating a diet pretty high in protein compared to normal diets or the way our diets have evolved over the years... An increase in the consumption of protein means a better looking body composition, and it definitely helps with building muscle, which increases your lean body mass. So getting to how much you should eat during the day, it ranges from 0.6 to 1 gram per body weight in pounds pretty much. So it's good to aim high so that there's some room for error there, whether that be weighing or you just not knowing. There's a pretty large range there, which is good. Track and see what works for yourself. If you look at the FDA guidelines or whatever the updated health or nutrition pyramid looks like, they're going to suggest eating a lower protein intake than what I'm saying. That's because those recommendations are just the bare minimum you should be getting. Those are not optimal levels for overall health, especially if you're someone who does anything fairly active. Walking, exercising, lifting weights, CrossFit, whatever. 
Protein is important for many functions in the body, not just repairing and building and growing muscles. It's also good for skin, hair, and nails. It's beneficial for hormones. Protein helps to build bones and brings balance to the body and helps with transporting nutrients. These are things we don't even think about usually or things that we overlook. Now, if food is out of your control, supplements help here. I have one of my buddies right now who asked a question about nutrition just a few weeks ago, and he was saying that the food he's being served is pretty limited. He's in the Air Force. So this is where supplements can help. Food is out of his control for the most part, so supplementing with protein in this case is going to be super beneficial to hit those protein goals I mentioned earlier, because I know damn well those meals they're serving out there are just your basic, probably carb-heavy, little vegetables, if any, probably like 20 grams of protein or less per meal for the day. So for three meals, he's probably getting 60 grams of protein, maybe 80 or 100 grams of protein at the most, I'm just guessing. And it doesn't really make sense because they're doing these intense drills and activities every day. But it's not like those people serving food are educated when it comes to proper eating or nutrition. So it makes sense, but still. They have to get up early, do their drills, and they're not getting an adequate amount of protein. So if you find yourself in a case like this, then supplementing with protein will be beneficial. This is the opposite of where I am right now. So most days of the week, I'm hitting my own protein goals just through foods. I get around 160 to 180 grams of protein daily from whole natural foods without the need for supplements. And I weigh around 175 pounds right now. So that's a good spot to be in. Make eating more protein a priority in your own life. Ideally, you'd get your proteins from whole foods and good sources. Whole eggs, not just egg whites. You got your chicken, beef, and some fish. There's minuscule amounts of protein, even in carb sources, but it's good to add a big protein source in each meal if you can. Ideally, they're coming from whole foods and you're having your body weight in pounds and grams, but 0.6 grams per pound of body weight is okay. That's in pounds, not kilograms. So someone who's walking around at 200 pounds can eat around 120 grams at the low end, but it's always good to shoot for a higher protein mark if you feel like you can handle it. Play around with that number, find what works for you. Maybe you'll find at the high end you develop these gut issues or bloating or something, then you'll be perfectly fine dropping the intake 20 to 50 grams of protein, depending on how you feel. It'll also help you naturally just feel more full throughout the day, so it'll stop you from overeating in most cases. We can eat carbs all day, but having a high protein diet will help you feel more full throughout the day. So plan out your next day of eating. Weigh out your food and see how much protein intake you're getting. The number may surprise you because I've had people come up to me, people I'm looking to train, and I've seen some people eat around 30 grams of protein daily. That's the whole day, just because of the way their eating habits are. That's an extreme case, but you don't know what you don't know. And if you're under eating such an important nutrient that your body needs, it could mean some health problems somewhere down the line in some cases. So make sure you at least know approximately how much protein you're having daily to make sure you're not putting yourself in a bit of a bad spot and not really maximizing your body's own capabilities. Question three, how can you eat out and stay fit and on top of your goals? Now that it's the summer season, you might be eating out more often. I know I have been because of the nice weather. 
It makes you just want to be outside, taking in the sun, enjoying life. Unlike winter, where you just want to be inside, where it's nice and warm. So, getting to my first tip on how to eat out and not gain too much weight or body fat. I mean, the first way to stay on top of your goals is actually very much related to the topic I just finished talking about, and that's eating your proteins first, before anything else. If you're really concerned about weight gain, eat your proteins first during your meals before the carbs. Maybe limit the amount of carbs for the meal in general. And another idea would be to just not get appetizers if you're really concerned. Now, me, I'm not skipping out on having my calamari appetizer. So for some people, this might not even be something to think about. So it depends on the type of person I'm talking about here. I'll use some of the other strategies before I skip out on having my apps. Also, you have to remember that being healthy is more than just about eating healthy all the time and exercising every single day, getting in your 10,000 steps every single day. There are times where it's actually beneficial for your health to be with people you love, your true friends, and enjoying a good meal with all of them. Enjoying that time and company with them, this also impacts your health in a positive way. There are times where you're going to fall off a bit, and that's okay. You just have to get back on track when you can make your own meals again. It's not the end of the world. So because I'm not one to skip on my appetizers, I use another approach that could help you stay on top of your health goals when you plan on eating out or when you plan on grabbing some takeout. What you can do to minimize fat gain is to plan around this so-called cheat meal. That might mean fasting next morning not fasting for a whole week afterwards, just a day or two of fasting should put you back to your normal weight that you're comfortable at. If you don't want to fast, you can even do something a bit less extreme. That could mean eating less carbs that day where you are planning on having that takeout meal. It could mean eating lower calories leading up to this big celebration dinner, whatever it may be. So maybe beforehand you have a bit less calories or carbs than normal, Or if you have a brunch planned with some extra calories you might not be accustomed to eating, then maybe your dinner you have a meal with less carbs. Something like that where you're planning around this so-called cheat meal, that could come in handy so that you could limit the amount of body fat you gain from the meal. Another quick tip that sometimes gets overlooked, having some water before your meal could also make you just naturally eat a little bit less than normal. And that works because you're just filling up your stomach a bit before you eat the meal. You should feel fuller quicker than normal. Pretty simple and easy tip there. Drink a big glass of water before you eat. Of course, it's good to avoid those sugary drinks if you're really watching what you're putting into your body. Also, remember that you don't have to finish this takeout meal all in one sitting. You can have it for tomorrow's lunch or dinner also. Ask for takeout boxes or whatever they have. That way you could even portion it out and have it over several days, which saves you time when it comes to meal prepping, and you're not taking as big of a calorie hit all in one day. So you don't even need to do some of these tips like fasting. You could just replace one meal with one of those portioned out takeout meals. That's super handy because it saves you time for prepping uh, future food. And I'll be honest, restaurant food still tastes better than my normal food on most days of the week. So this method works pretty well for me. That's the one I've been doing the most lately. Doing this, you can actually work around that meal instead of just eating a super bad all-in-one shot or eating all of those calories all at once. 
If you do see a lot of weight gain the day after this kind of eating, remember that a lot of it is just going to be water weight. It's not actual body fat you just put on your body. It's going to be nearly impossible to pack on 5 pounds of pure fat all in one meal or even one whole day of eating. That would mean over a 15,000 calorie plus binge fest, which is, I mean, that probably didn't happen. So those are some pretty quick tips on how to stay on top of your own health goals while still eating out because eating out happens every once in a while. It's going to happen, happens to everyone. So those are some of the tips I use in my own life. And this doesn't mean that your next gym session has to be you burning off all of those calories you just ate. You don't need to go into the gym tomorrow and sweat as much as you can or do an extra hour or two of cardio. Just get back on the grind and your weight will stabilize and find that normal set point again. And that concludes episode 93 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Copon on Instagram. And you can also check out my website, IsaiahCopon.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast. Again, thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week with another episode where I'll be talking about how to improve your health outside of the gym and how you can balance your own strength training or resistance training along with playing sports throughout the week.